Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're tired of getting tattooed with, by your big bank, your big mega bank out there, you know what I mean by that, computer-generated voices, and you can't find a live person if your life depended on it, I've got a suggestion. Go to Renaissance Bank. They're big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but they're small enough to deliver those services in a personal way. And I know this myself from my dealings with them. So go to renaissancebank.com. Find one of their local offices, some 200 around the southeast, and give them a call. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Chris Cunion. Chris is a professional offline matchmaker. Chris, welcome. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. That's not the word I think people would have expected is offline, That's right? Correct, yeah. That's correct. They were expecting online. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get into this quickly. Talk a little bit about you and how you're serving folks out there. Excellent. Thank you so much. Sure. And absolute pleasure to yeah. be here with you today. So I am a I'm a fierce connector. I've had a, a, a long career in business development, project management. So I've taken those skills and my passion for connecting people and helping them find their forever person. Wow. So you were in the business world for a long time. A long time, yes. And I actually dabbled in this just for fun as uh, doing matchmaking singles events back when I was single and and, and looking. But I've come full circle now and and made it my full-time focus. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Talk about why you developed this passion for matchmaking. (laughs) I actually woke up this morning thinking about this because I do have a funny story. Okay, uh, we love funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> when I was five years old, I'm the oldest of three. The oldest tend to be a little more take charge sometimes. Yep. I was five. My parents were at the hospital having my little brother. Uh-huh. And they left me with one of their best friends, a, a very kind woman, lifelong friend. And it was supposed to be nap time. But I got up, took a piece of paper and a pencil, and proceeded down the street asking for people's... <laughs> names and phone numbers. I don't know what I was going to do with it, but I, I knew that I needed that information to uh, to launch myself into some kind of business. I actually got two. Really? But can you imagine how terrified this poor woman was? <laughs> but I realized, and I look back on that and just laugh about it now. I've talked about it so many times, but it's the marker of who I am. I am a connector and I'm so passionate about getting to know people on a really deep level. Mm-hmm. And my husband says, I never meet a stranger. And it's, <laughs> it is the truth. I, that, I take it very seriously. So. That's just who you are. It is indeed. But why there are a lot of ways you could apply that talent and that skill that you have. Why matchmaking? So many people are just, there's so many amazing people out there and they just haven't found their person yet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are stuck right now wondering what in the world to do, especially if they've been in a long relationship and they're just getting back out there mm-hmm. or they just haven't found their person yet. And unfortunately, the dating apps, we can talk about that later if you like, but they have 
they've really done a disservice to our society. I feel like they have completely changed the face of dating. I think they were created by men, maybe just for a a few men, and then everybody was forced (laughs) to use them. Everybody was forced to use them, and it's created more problems than good. I want to be the alternative to that. We're getting back to good old-fashioned matchmaking, in-person conversation, and networking. Yeah, that's good stuff. I would imagine that most of the clients that you work with have tried the online experience. Absolutely. And they've got horror stories. There's so many. I actually Mm -hmm. heard one yesterday at the North Fulton Chamber of Commerce meeting. met somebody. Okay. Tell us. Uh, He was uh, finally, and they say it takes 100 swipes in a dating app to actually get on an actual date with an actual person. And you still don't know who that person is. And so yesterday, I heard yet another story. He found somebody fairly interested. They had a meeting at the bar, I think, 7 o'clock. They're supposed to meet at the bar. And he's looking all around, could not find her. So he called her on the phone. And the woman right beside him answered the phone. And he said, you don't look anything like your pictures. Yep. What, what's with that? And she said, oh, I, I wasn't getting much attention with my own pictures. So she, oh and it was a completely different person. And she said, I didn't think I'd, you know, get to you if I just shared my actual. So, of course, that the date's over quickly. And yeah. <laughs> he was catfished once again. So Is that what yeah. you call it? They either make up their own profile or use other people's pictures. But You call that catfishing. It's called catfishing. They are, oh, there's it's a, very deceitful. It happens so much, there's a term for it. Yeah. It, yeah, that and it's. I think people know this by now. Dealing in the dark recesses of the internet is you can be anybody you want to be, right? Yeah, it, that's the scary part. That's the problem. That is a big, huge problem. Absolutely. I'm just curious about this. I'm sure the stats on this is that how how successful are those dating apps really? If we were knew, knew the real numbers. Nobody would ever go on them. Exactly. Do you know, do you have, can you get beyond all their veneer and marketing hooey and tell us what the real numbers are? Do you know? Yeah, well, there there are some. And actually, there was recently some research that just came out. One in three dating app users say they left the relationship because it felt toxic. Oh, really? And then, and then of course, there's, it's, it's just a dangerous psychological space, but you get unsolicited pictures, yes. uh, unsolicited people trying to contact you, just in a general inappropriateness. Mm-hmm. And 52% of people are urgently swiping through these matches. And you just have to take a step back and say, how could you possibly find your soulmate by just glancing at a picture for two seconds? Yeah, really? Yeah. So there, there are plenty of stats about about that, but um, yeah. yeah. So you, so let's talk about how it happens with you and that process. So you're there to help folks decompress from that experience, mm-hmm. right? Yes, absolutely. and and reconnect with, as you say, some good old fashioned just face to face meeting mm-hmm. and talking and mm-hmm. getting to know someone. Yes, that's intimidating. It's intimidating for all of us in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Even the most extroverted sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, so t- talk about how you work with someone mm-hmm. on, on at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We typically meet in person if possible. Mm-hmm. If not, uh, online video chat can suffice. But yeah, we get to know you on a deeper level, really get to know you and what you're looking for. And then we take it from there. We do matchmaking, but also date coaching is a, a big piece of what we do. Just really helping people 
<laughs> narrow their list if they have a very lengthy list of expectations and something they're looking for. We help rope that in. And then some people don't have a list at all because they're completely confused or whatever their past experience has been, they don't know where to start or what the expectations should be. So through that conversation, we help them guide that, guide the search. Mm -hmm. And then we can be a friend through the whole process and even provide that consultation, date coaching. And I can even be a wing woman on the side to help (laughs) actually have practicum experience out in public. I can support folks for all those needs. I want to hear more about that. Chris Cunion is with us, folks, and Chris is a professional offline matchmaker. Chris, people are different, right? And you just described it, that some people have a a lot more expectations than they ought to have, and some people just have no idea mm-hmm. what what they're getting into. So what do you, do you have um, a series of questions you take people through, or how, how do you... Uh, really get into knowing who someone is, mm-hmm. right? And and so that you can help better service them in terms of matching them mm-hmm. up properly. That's a great question. I would look at it like I have maybe a flight was just delayed and I'm sitting beside somebody at the airport and mm-hmm. you just start to find out what their hobbies, their interests are, their career, mm-hmm. education background, and their past dating history. What does that look like? And then eventually the conversation comes around to, and and the main focus of finding your forever person is how you want to feel. And you can look at it five years down the line. How do I want to feel when I am loved and I want to give love? Mm. What does that look like for me? And so it gets beyond physical descriptions and other things like that. So it gets really to the heart of what matters. Do you work uh, with women, men, both? Both, yep, at both, and all ages. Okay, all ages, all ages. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, what do you see? Are the differences in men versus women the, that you work with? Women are quick to um, seek guidance. I think we naturally pack together, and maybe are a little more social and conversation yep. conversational about that when we're looking for a match men tend to not be as as i guess assertive with looking for that help right but an equal number of men are absolutely amazing and fantastic and deserve that great match as well so i know they're there but drumming them up it takes a little more a little extra push but i want people to feel completely comfortable like i'm a friend in this process and that's what we do we're a friend through the whole thing and we get to know you and and set out and and find that good match for you and set you on your way. Okay. So we've had our discovery sessions, shall we say, Mm -hmm. where you get to know someone. So what about the, what they're looking for? Mm -hmm. Do you help people clarify that? Do you sometimes find that you help people discover what things that are looking for, they didn't, they really didn't know. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes just the reverse of that, somebody has in their mind, since they're, whatever, a teenager, a physical description of what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. I heard recently someone who's looking for very good eyebrows and, (laughs) or a good jawline or this, that, and the other. You're not marrying their eyebrows or their hair or their, these physical descriptors that uh, at the end of the day, it just, it's not, an attraction of 
course, that's a good thing, but sure. but you're going for that feeling. Yeah. Like I said. <clears throat> so yeah, absolutely. I, I help have those discussions and get to the, the root of really what's important. So you, I can imagine you have to have some conversations that are, are pretty frank. It's <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> people have expectations that are unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I actually just recently, there was a gentleman that had a five page list of what I was going to ask you about that. I can imagine you get some really um, difficult situations. Let's just put it like that. Right. Whereas people have so many expectations that they're looking for a unicorn. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's, there's a lot of reasons for that. Some people are, um, I I don't want to say self-promoting, but maybe that's the word there. Oh, come on. I'm (laughs) shocked to hear there are people like that. And then perfectionism. That's And then maybe things that they, a mantra that maybe a parent has planted in their head that they have to have this person with a certain career or this certain status or a certain look and, or they have to have wearing or be super trendy or whatever the, those hangups are. Mm -hmm. We, people have them. For different reasons, certainly past experiences, personal values, priorities, cultural differences that those all come into play when they're creating their list. But yeah, ideally, needs to be roped in just a notch. Typically, yeah, I can see how you have to have a a frank discussion every once in a while with people. But yeah. so okay, so you've had this you've had this this time together. Is that one session, several sessions, or, or however long it it's takes? It's usually or, one session, about okay. a couple hours. Usually. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And so what happens then? Then we decide what the course of action is. So okay. some people date coaching and a couple sessions just to talk that out, get them on track, and find some really new, exciting, fun things to do around town, ways to network, that kind of thing. So it could be consultation route. But if somebody wants help, typically – there's certain people, busy professionals, people who are very serious about finding that person quickly. They can hire us to do actual match- matchmaking. And then we set out to find those matches. We actually set the dates. So all that's super easy. You just meet at the, uh, typically a restaurant or yeah. somewhere at a certain time and you know who to ask for and then take the conversation from there. So you bring, you can do it two ways. Uh, and maybe more. Mm-hmm. You can actually bring the candidates. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Yeah, clients. Okay, clients, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. the clients. Yeah. You can bring your you can bring your client potential matches, or you can help them understand what the dating game looks like mm-hmm. these days, right. and and launch them off into the world. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Got it. So, what? Give some advice on what the first few dates. Ought to look like. Mm-hmm. Well, they they should fun. <laughs> they should be fun. <laughs> that that always helps, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And just usually, I suggest only about an hour. Just something, no pressure. Um, you're just going to meet a new friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be intimate. No expectations, especially those first one, two, three, four dates. All right. You know, keep it high level. Um, just super fun. You're what you're doing during this time is setting up the rules for the dance. So you're seeing how the two of you interact are they on time responsive respectful are they interesting and so you're just noticing their character the vibe and that kind of thing it's and i say too it's very important 
that perhaps the person you're with may not be your match, if this is just a date that you found, but they might know someone who would lead you to their match. So if you're keeping it friendly, you're meeting a new friend, they may have a neighborhood cookout where you meet somebody fabulous, or maybe Mm -hmm. they're going to a Braves game and you meet somebody there. So just a lot of times people ask me, do you believe in love at first sight? But I think what's more important is don't expect a spark. You might be pleasantly surprised, but don't expect a spark. Rather, think about its curiosity at first sight. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. So. That's a good way to think about it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, especially those first few dates, <clears throat> people get overwhelmed by the task of dating. I hear that so often that they just can't, oh, I don't have time. I can't, how could I possibly do that? Well, they're... I think what those people are thinking is that they have to pour so much of their energy mm-hmm. into those first couple of dates and tell their life story and this, and, and are they checking all the boxes and that, but that's not it. That's try, don't get overwhelmed with that. Really. It's just a one hour, go grab a coffee, a quick beverage, a slice of pizza, a shaved ice, a walk in the park, something, mm-hmm. something super easy. And you're just getting to know a new friend. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about those first few dates and the signals that someone should be looking for beyond the obvious. There's some obvious ones that are, it's a go or no go, Mm -hmm. but some of the signals that you should be looking for that this is a good match or not a good match. That's a great question. So certainly eye contact. (laughs) Eye contact is is important. It's a gauge of a person's character and really you can gauge honesty and sincerity that way. Mm-hmm. And then is the person courteous? Are they courteous? Are they are they on time? <laughs> Do they respond when they say they're going to respond? Do they maybe um, hand you something during dinner or they're holding the door for you? That would be typically for a gentleman, but either way, it's just signs of courtesy and in respect, that's yeah. what you're looking for. Because again, you're setting up this dance yeah. and the, or the rules for the dance, just like you are ballroom dancing. Usually the gentleman takes the lady's hand, walks her to the dance floor. You do the dance and he returns and he returns her there. That's I've done some ballroom dancing, so that's very formal, but it's, it's the rules of the dance and how you're going to create your own personal space and then space together. Mm. Got it. Got it. We're here recording this show in November 2023, a week before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So we've got the holidays coming up. That always gets real dicey. (laughs) (laughs) It can. Right? Mm -hmm. Talk about what what you advise around the holidays Mm -hmm. in terms of when it's time to introduce uh, this person that you think you're getting serious about to the family or what have you. I would say don't. Okay. (laughs) I would say don't. This is, it's highly personal. It's your decision. And the moment that you introduce somebody, there could be, there could be negative comments. There could be questions that you just maybe aren't prepared to answer, don't need to answer quite yet because you're still getting to know each other. So certainly not only the any holiday around the entire year, that's sometimes stressful enough in family situations. So adding another person to the mix is uh, just, I would say, be a little cautious and make sure the timing is right for you. You're yeah. the one that matters and the, who can make that decision. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you've got to make sure you're both on the same 
wavelength on that, right? Correct. And that you both understand what that means and what it doesn't mean. Mm -hmm. And they may be pressuring you to bring this new person around, even if they've heard about them or that, but it's really on your own schedule. Yeah. Nobody should feel that pressure. So what about those that are single during the holidays and that just being single, it creates its own dynamic there during what is, you know, most people consider a family time. Mm -hmm. But it's an exciting time too. There's so many things you can do as a single person to meet people and do your own personal networking out of your career. You can set a challenge that you're going to go do something new each week Mm -hmm. and put yourself out of your comfort zone. One great thing to do for our community, but also for yourself is to volunteer. Mm -hmm. You could, there's so many things year round to do for volunteering and you always meet good, kind hearted people. Typically I have some other ideas if you'd like to hear those. Okay. If, if, somebody is into to wine tasting there's always plenty of events going on with wine tasting join a, a wine club i'm actually a co-host for the atlanta wine meetup it's on the meetup app okay we've got about seven thousand members in that group oh wow um, yeah just high professionals a lot of fun people mm-hmm. <laughs> good people who like wine yeah and um, we we do a lot of fun things around year round at wine tastings and and it helps to like let's use this event as an example. It helps if you like it, right? I mean, yeah, well, yeah. You can't show up at the wine event and not like wine, right? Because you, you could, you could I guess certainly you could. go. If you don't, if well, you don't care for it, you can have, have a, a juice or a, a other drink and yeah. that would be perfectly fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess the point is you want some authenticity in this, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But there, yeah, there are plenty more things that, okay, that you can there, do as a, yeah, but there are a lot of things you can do, and it's really, and this is where I guess you help your clients to really get out of the mental box that they're exactly. in terms of what's possible. Exactly, and just that overwhelmed feeling, or especially not having much time as right. busy professionals, you don't have much time, so you've got to be very intentional, very targeted on what you're going to choose to do with your time. So let's get to Valentine's Day. That's okay. another little ticklish little time of the mm-hmm, year mm-hmm. for uh, singles that are navigating that and whatever status they're in, right? If they've got a, a potentially budding relationship, mm-hmm. that really gets ticklish, right? Mm-hmm. So ex- talk about your thoughts about Valentine's Day. It's important to to communicate what your expectations are and your level of comfort and what you'd like to see happen rather than leaving people guessing or expecting something amazing or a surprise. So the ball is always in your court. And so you can guide that process to to your comfort level, Mm -hmm. what what you want, what you'd like to do or not do. Right. So you're empowered to drive that. And I think that helps just so there's no, no mystery on if two people on different pages. Yeah. But actually, go ahead. I can share a, a Valentine's story with I you. I would there's, love. Yeah, stories are great. Well, so there's always singles balls and galas, and typically around that time of year. And gosh, it's been over 15 years, maybe yeah, more, not quite 20, but somewhere in there. When I was single, okay, went to this with um, a couple girlfriends, and one of my best friends met a gentleman there. I helped facilitate the wing. I was the wing woman there. Okay. But they are married with two teenagers now. Wow. And absolute love story. And That's wonderful. Yeah. So had we not gone there, I don't mm-hmm. think she would have 
met her forever person. Yeah, that's, yeah. well, what a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've given me a great segue to to question I know people are interested in. Ex- examples of successes that you've helped create along the way in mm-hmm. the, the matchmaking you've mm-hmm. done. There's yeah. one. Yes, absolutely. Naturally, I when I am out at singles events or any kind of networking, I'm always on the lookout. So I'm always, as a connector, yeah. I'm always have you know my my clients in mind and what they're looking for so i might not meet the person directly but i'm always asking do you know anybody here's what i'm looking for here's the person i'm looking for so i'm always having those conversations and just seeing who i can drum up where i can meet people and and I put the word out so people know how to contact me. Yeah. If they'd like to introduce a friend to me, <laughs> a friend that's fabulous and single and that they're looking for some help. So. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. Great work from uh, Chris Cunyon. Chris is a professional offline matchmaker, dating coach, and wing woman. Mm-hmm. All of those things. Wow, Chris, this is making people happy is Oh, and that's what you're talking about Absolutely. here, really, at the end of the day, and yep. fulfilled, yep. is really what it's all about for you. And congratulations on that work. That's important work, and we're grateful we could shine the light on that work. Thank you. Let's get to the most important question, though, which is how people can get in touch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. On LinkedIn, it's Chris Cunion, C-U-G-N-O-N. And on Instagram, it's Connector Chris on Instagram, but with a K. So okay. it's Connector Chris. Got it. Mm-hmm. And Got you can it. message me either place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Chris Cunyon, professional offline matchmaker, wing woman, dating coach. Mm-hmm. She can make your life better. I would love to. I would love to. And if your listeners have not heard, please know that you are beautiful, brilliant, and deserving of finding that your forever person that you can really feel that true love with and share share your love in the way that you want to share it that's wonderful Mm -hmm. yeah great great words chris thanks again thank you so much pleasure to be here absolutely have a great day you too hey folks if you've got some issues in your back office if you've got administrating administrative tasks that have that are piled up bookkeeping that's just a mess and you're just you're tired and weighed down by the, the all those issues, and you know you need to be spending more time on your employees and your clients. I've got an answer for you that involves Office Angels. They have a whole team of angels that fly in and get that work done so you can spend time on the most important parts of your business, which is the front part of the business, where you're working with clients and your employees. Give them a call. and tell them we sent you. And what will happen is they'll talk to you about what your needs are and match you up with an angel that can work with you on an ongoing or as needed basis and help you restore the joy to your business that you think you've lost. I highly recommend them. I use their services myself and they do great work. And folks, just a quick reminder, I've got a book coming out here in about a month. Now, as we record this show in November 2023, the book's called The Generosity Mindset Method for Business Success. Raise your confidence, your value, and your prices. If you're a solo or professional services provider, 
that has trouble with business development, with pricing issues, this may be a book for you. Go to thegenerositymindset.com to sign up to receive updates, or if you're listening to this show in 2024, you'll find out where to buy the book by going to that link. And I want to thank you, our audience. You're just terrific. We've survived on this show now seven and a half years, over 700 episodes of North Fulton Business Radio, and that's because of you, our listener. You have continued to love us on social media, and one of the things you do that I have heard from a number of people is you share the show with people that you might think have an interest in the services of our guest on the show. And if you know someone out there that's looking for that um, forever person, then you've heard from Chris here today, right? But we've got so many other business leaders that we've had on the show and you support them in that way and honor their work in that way. And thank you for that. That also helps us because it helps us live into our mission to be the voice of business in the North Fulton region. And I am grateful for you. So thank you. So for my guest, Chris Cunion, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.